You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily Florida State Seminoles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGahey III, Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, today, I'm going to be answering some questions on uh, on Florida State. Um, it's going to be the mailbag episode of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. If there's any time left, because we did get a uh, did get a lot of questions, um, some funny questions, some uh, some serious questions, but I'm going to do my best to answer all of them in the uh, in the time span. If we have any time left over, we'll discuss a little bit more about the uh, Florida State Florida game <clears throat> this weekend, and uh, maybe a little bit of Florida State basketball as well. Because they take on UAB and then either probably LSU, number 21 LSU, and then either Memphis, Villanova, or Oklahoma State in the uh, Advocare Invitational Final. But if this is your first time listening to the Locked On Seminoles podcast, like I said, I am the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. Uh, with football, I cover every home away bowl game. Doesn't matter. I'm there if Florida State's playing. I also cover every open practice, every time a player speaks, every time Willie Taggart speaks. Um, basically, if there's anything going on around the Florida State program that the media is allowed to, to attend, I'm there. Basketball, I cover every home basketball game, uh, as well as any postseason basketball games. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past year. And then baseball, I cover every baseball home game as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in Omaha for the College World Series a couple of years back when Florida State made it out there. I also cover every major and minor recruiting event that uh, that takes place around Florida State. So, um, just jumping right in. Going to go with uh, the first question that came in was from Lane Hurt. If you don't know Lane, he is the video guy for Florida State. And uh, he asked who the best football player, who would be the best football player from the basketball team. Now, MJ Walker is cheating. That dude had a uh, scholarship offer to play wide receiver for Clemson. Um, yeah, so that's cheating. I'm not going to use him. Um, I'm also not going to use Kumaji because that's just ridiculous. Uh I think that uh, that Raekwon Gray would be a great tight end. Uh, he's athletic. He's fast. He's quick. I think that you know, he, and he's physical. You know, he doesn't mind mixing it up inside. I think he would make a great tight end, a guy who could block as well as uh, get down the field and catch the ball. Um, so that would be my answer. Raekwon Gray, uh, Terrence Mann would also probably be pretty good as well as uh, as Trent Forrest. Yeah. You know? They're all good athletes, so you 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 could probably find a place for them uh, on a football field. So the next question is also about Raekwon Gray, and it's could he play offensive task uh, tackle? Asking for a team that can't recruit them. Uh, this question, I'm guessing, is because Florida State lost a commitment from four-star offensive tackle Charles Cross last night. Um, you know, it's it's a big loss. He was the only offensive tackle recruit Florida State had. But this isn't a guy that was going to immediately come in and play. So, you know, it, it is it is a big loss because he's the only offensive tackle Florida State has. But he's not a guy that's going to come in and immediately fix the offensive line issues. This is a guy that's going to need at least two to three years to develop. I mean, um, he's he, he he's going. I think he's going to be good. Maybe down the like down the road. Um, I think there's a chance he could be good. But if if he had to play now, he'd be worse than any of the offensive linemen Florida State has, and that includes Jawan Williams. Um, he's just physically not ready 
to uh to play at the college football level. So, I mean, he's not a he's not a guy that's going to plug and play, but that's uh <clears throat> moving on to the next question. When will we get confirmation that number 1 basketball recruit Anthony Edwards is a null? Uh you know, Florida State feels really good about their chances with this kid. He's a really talented kid. Uh, he's going to get back up. Uh, he's spo- he was supposed to officially visit Florida State for the Florida game. That didn't happen because he didn't, uh, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't reclassified yet, but he didn't take that official visit that weekend. He should get back to Florida State soon. I'm not sure if he's going to be signing during this early signing period, um, but it, you could feel, or at least I feel confident that he's going to end up at Florida State at this point in time which is a pretty amazing get that Florida State's going to land the number one overall basketball recruit in the country, um, you know, to go along with an already stellar class. I talked about that class yesterday, but it was it's a stellar class already for Florida State, and adding Edwards to it would just make it, uh, make it phenomenal. The next question is canned or homemade chunky-style cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce is terrible. Get it out of here. I don't like it at all. Uh, my wife loves it, so, we, you know, we have it for her on Thanksgiving, but I absolutely hate cranberry sauce, so none. Um, next question is, uh, why aren't we starting Brady Scott in place of Williams? This is a question that I've been asking you know, for, for a while now. Um, Brady, you know, Jawan Williams started against, uh, against Boston College, and apparently he's going to start again this week. I I don't understand. Brady Scott replaced him against uh, Boston College after a really horrendous series of plays from from Jawan Williams, and the offensive line like significantly improved, like significantly improved. Um, and you know Williams just he's he's not a good he's not a good football player, man. He just maybe they're trying to get him in, trying to get him some confidence for the future. But you know he he's just at, at this point right now you're just you're, you're hurting your offensive line by pu- putting him in the starting lineup. Yes, you know, Brady Scott isn't isn't a great player. Like let's let's make no bones about what this is. This is basically putting a band aid, you know, o- over a uh, an open wound. Right? It's it's a it's a uh, it's a wound that needs stitches, and all you have is a band aid. You know, but you know. A band-aid is better than nothing, which is what you know Williams is at this point. He's basically a negative. He can't. He he just doesn't do anything right. He's, his stance is all jacked up. Um, you know, which is something that's been weird to me. Like they've been trying to fix his stance, but like against against Notre Dame, he played and his stance was uh, was just it was too it was too close together and he got blown off the ball and thrown off a couple times cuz he got off balance i just i don't know what he's doing there but he's just not physical he doesn't know what he's doing um and you know Brady Scott at least plays hard and knows what he's doing even if he's not like physically capable of doing it um you know at this at this point i'd rather have somebody in there who knows what they're doing is is going to play as hard as he can and is going to do the right, you know, right thing, even if he's not, you know, the most physically talented guy over a guy who, you know, has the potential to be, or or at least the athleticism to be good and the size, but doesn't, you know, just just doesn't translate it to the field at all. So I I don't understand why Jawan Williams continues to play for Florida State. It, It doesn't make sense to me. 
He was working with the first team today during practice. I absolutely 100% don't get it. Brady Scott looked fine. He was running with the second team. Um, maybe maybe Scott just doesn't practice well. I don't know. You know, we watched Noel drills, and you know Scott's uh, Scott hasn't had the best couple days as far as those go. You know, going up against Florida State's defensive ends. Uh, I think uh, Dennis Briggs and Janarius uh, Robinson got him today, but Jawan Williams lost a rep to. Adam Torres today. Yes, the same Adam Torres that's never played a snap. That's, you know, most people have probably forgotten that he's on the team at this point. Jawan Williams lost a rep to him. I, I Your guess is a good, as good as mine why he continues to play because I don't understand it. Um, and I think it's a mistake because they're just going to end up replacing him again like they did against Boston College because Brady Scott is... is Basically, just clearly a better option. Uh, he was a better option against Boston College. The offensive line got much better when Scott came into the game, and it's basically you know you're if you, if you're starting Williams, you're basically saying we don't need this first however many plays that he plays you know until you come in and replace him. So <clears throat> I disagree with uh, with starting Jawan Williams over Brady Scott. Uh, I. I think I've been pretty pretty clear on that at this point. But um, we'll get back to uh, – that'll do it for this first segment. We'll get back to questions here in just a, here in just a second uh, in the second segment. But before we do, are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see the Knowles win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and many, many more channels. It'll probably include the ACC Network when it comes out next year. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices, and there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Stop fighting with cable. Check out Sling TV. If you're interested, you can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So don't miss out on the next big game because you're still fighting with cable. Check out Sling TV. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this second segment. Uh, we're going to continue to answer some questions. Got a few more, and um, we're going to get into it. The next one is, will Sam Howell flip to North Carolina? Sam Howell, Florida State's four-star quarterback commit, the number four overall quarterback in the country, uh, took an official visit to North Carolina this weekend or this past weekend. He's going to officially visit Florida State this weekend, so um, I... I at this point, I think he sticks with Florida State. Um, he really likes Walt Bell, and you know, at, at, at this point, it looks like Walt Bell's going to end up staying. Uh, I asked Willie today during during our media availability. You know, one of the things that I believe Walt was really unhappy about was not being not being able to call plays, you know, or not having a real say in the offense. You know, Willie turned over play calling duties. Um, to him for the NC State game, and the offense has been, you know, really much better since that point. Uh, I don't, yeah, it, it's been much better since that point. But I asked him today about, um, you know, whether or not that would continue to next season, and he said, 
<clears throat> right now, I think that's what we're going to do. Right now, I don't see anything else changing. I think that's what best for what's best for us right now. For me to make sure I'm seeing and overseeing everything within our football program, that's what's best with our program. And we'll evaluate all those things when it's said and done, but that's the plan. Basically, he's saying that he's going to evaluate after the season, but the plan is for Walt Bell to uh, to continue to call plays for Florida State next year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I believe, you know, with that, Walt will, uh, Walt will be happy. Walt will still be here next year. And with that, I believe Sam Howell comes, comes with him. So um, I think that there's a good chance that that Howell ends up at Florida State. He's an early enrollee. He's going to sign soon. He's taking his official visit to Florida State this weekend. He's, you know, when he's on his official visit or when he's been, you know, he's visited Florida State a couple times. Um, you know, when he's on his, his visits, he's a, he's a hardcore recruiter for Florida State. So, you know, Florida State's going to need him to be that as uh, I believe George Pickens is supposed to take his official visit this weekend to, uh, to Florida State. But, um, yeah, that that was the plan coming in. I'm not sure if that's still the plan for Pickens to show up, but if he does, you know, him and Howell have have a really good relationship. But no, I don't. I don't expect Howell to to flip to North Carolina at this point. Um, obviously, that's something to monitor, and we'll continue to monitor that situation as it goes forward through the early signing period. Um, next question is, who's the backup plan for Charles Cross? Man, I've got no idea. Uh, Florida State offered Dewan Jones. Um, he's a guy that's picked up a Michigan offer. He's supposed to take an official visit to Florida State. Um, you know, 24-7 put out an article stating that he was going to take an official visit to Florida State the day before or the, in the days before the early signing period starts. So that's obviously a great sign for Florida State. They're getting the last visit. He'll still be on the visit high when he's supposed to when he's supposed to sign. So it's a good sign for Florida State, but he is a Midwest kid. He has offers from Michigan. Um, so we'll have to you know he's already been to he's already been to Southern Cal. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. He's a guy that you know is in the same mold as Charles Cross. He's bigger than Charles Cross, um, but he's still going to need some time to develop. He's only been playing football for I believe two years at this point. Um, so he's still going to need time to develop. Florida State's going to have to go the JUCO route. There, I mean, they're going to have to go the JUCO route that uh, to, to have any shot of fixing this offensive line next season. You can hope that Jalen Goss is ready to play next year. I, I have seen improvement from him. He's gotten bigger. Uh, another year in the weight room, and maybe he'll be able to uh, to step in and play. We'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, if Jalen Goss is able to step in and and be a starter for Florida State and play well, then I think Florida State's situation obviously improves. But that's banking on a kid who came in at 270 pounds. He's gotten a little bigger, but still needs time to develop. He'll be a redshirt freshman. So I think Florida State's going to have to go the uh, JUCO route, which uh, brings me to the the next question. I'm going to skip a few questions. I'm going to go back to uh, I'm going to go back to them. But uh, this question came in: What are the chances Josh Ball is a starting right tackle next season? I th- this is still up in the air, right? This isn't uh, this isn't just a football thing. This is a university thing. He was suspended from the university, not suspended for the football team, suspended from the university for a year, which means that he can't come back to Florida State for a year, which means he couldn't early enroll. Um, you know, he he already understands the program. He understands, you know, all that. Uh, you know. 
football-wise, it you know it makes sense. Uh, Ball was actually graded out as the worst offensive lineman Florida State had in 2017, but he was starting as a redshirt freshman. Um, so you know he was he was thrown in the fire, but you know he was Florida State's statistically like grading out wise according to PFF, Florida State's worst offensive lineman on that team. I don't think he should come back to Florida State. I don't. I I. I think that that is a that is a huge mistake for Willie Taggart and his coaching staff. If he was to bring back Josh Ball, um, you know, Coach Taggart is is constantly talking about trying to change the culture of Florida State and you know, and and rebuild the culture here. It, how does bringing back a guy who was suspended from the university for stalking, choking himself? I mean, there, there's the the whole. The whole thing was just insane, you know, going through that and having to write about that and all the things that went on with him, um, you know, and bringing that back, how does that help the culture? It doesn't. It's sending the message that, you know, it win at all costs, no matter what. And uh, yeah, if you're trying to change, if you're trying to, if that's the kind of program he's trying to build, fine, bring him back. But that's not the Taggart, or that's not the culture that Taggart's been preaching, or not the program that Taggart's been preaching. He's preaching about culture and trying to bring, you know, br- bring a culture to Florida State where the players fight for each other and you know they do things the right way and he, you know the whole thing with the fight song and adding the the celebration with the band after wins and you know and, and the community service, you know, trying to trying to change the culture at Florida State. This does not help. And I am strongly against bringing back Josh Ball, no matter how much better he makes the offensive line. Um, I think that's the wrong move for for Coach Taggart, and I would be very disappointed in him and uh, and the Florida State coaching staff if they if they attempted to do that. I don't think that's a great. Uh, I, I I don't think that's that's something that they should even be looking into. Um, we'll have to wait and see if it happens, but at this point, it kind of looks like likely. Um, even though you know I, I made it very clear where I stand on this issue, um, but it's it's really going to come down to whether or not the university says yes or not. So that you know he's not he's not part of the university anymore. Florida State has to readmit him. Um, he went JUCO and is playing this year, so it's you know Florida State would have to readmit him at that point. So I uh, you know I've really that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, you know, there's some other offensive line recruits. We're gonna we're gonna get into more JUCOs as the season gets over, as the film starts rolling in. Offers should you know should be going out. Um, you know, as as far as that goes, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But I think Florida State's yeah, they're they're in trouble as far as uh, as far as that goes. You know, as far as offensive line recruiting, they have no offensive tackle commitments. And they're gonna have to go the JUCO route. If they don't, if they don't go the JUCO route, then uh, there's really the only player that could come in and play immediately for Florida State is Evan Neal, and I still believe he's going to Alabama at this point. But that's gonna do it for this second segment of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I've still got some questions to answer, so I'm gonna get into those in the final segment, and then uh, after that, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Florida, depending on how much time I have left, because um, this podcast is only. You know, it is under 30 minutes uh, every time. So we, we try to make it uh, 
nice, quick, and, e and easy listen for you guys, and uh, I hope you're enjoying it. But I'm going to continue to answer questions into the next segment. But before we get into that, you know, check this out. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into the uh, the next segment. Um, you know, I get there's another question about about offensive line recruits 2019. I believe I've answered that as best as, you know as, as well as I can. Um, so I'm not going to get into that again. I'm going to switch to um, what the next question was. Can you give your thoughts on the quarterback situation for 2019? Who's starting is uh, you know is uh, James Blackman's red shirt year deliberate. Uh, what does it signal? Uh, I talked about this on a on the podcast a while ago. I think Willie Taggart made a mistake starting DeAndre Francois the second half of the year, um, and I know I've heard a lot of a, a lot about you know James Blackman's family asking for a red shirt. I don't know how accurate that is, and I don't believe that's the entire case. From from what I gathered. Blackman's family said that they he either wants to play significantly, you know, not mop up duty, not when he's you know coming out there and Florida State's either down by thirty or up by thirty. You know, they haven't been up by thirty this year, so the you know I, I don't think that's happening. But um, you know, they they don't want to play in in garbage time. They don't want to play in garbage time. They don't want to waste a year on that. So it's not you know they they, they from what I've from what I've gathered, they didn't ask for him just to straight up redshirt. They said redshirt him if you're not going to use him, you know, as as a starter or for significant playing time, um, which makes sense. I mean, why would they want their you know their kid to play you know waste a year you know playing 15 snaps a game where Florida State's just going to hand off over and over again? I, it doesn't make any sense. So um, I think Willie made a mistake starting DeAndre Francois over James Blackman. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced that DeAndre Francois is going to be here next year. Uh, you know, James is probably going to head into the spring as the starting, you know, as the starting quarterback. He's going to have to compete with Sam Howell in the spring. I think that Blackman, at least in year one, is going to win that job. I'm not sure that Howell uh, wins that job at the beginning of the year or at the beginning of the spring or at the beginning of the year. Um, maybe he starts. You know, maybe he takes the job in. Uh, next year if Blackman struggles, but <clears throat> we'll have to see. But I do believe that James Blackman will be Florida State's starting quarterback next season. Um, you know, that's not because I don't uh, I don't think that Sam Howell is good. I do think Sam Howell is very, very good. But I think that Blackman with a year in the system is going to uh, be a better option than a true freshman quarterback because if if Sam Howell is named the starting quarterback, Blackman probably transfers, which leaves Florida State with no quarterbacks on the roster. Um, you know, may, Florida State's probably going to have to bring in a second quarterback in this class. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know, if, if that happens. But I don't expect the quarterback that they bring in, the second quarterback that they bring in, if they bring in one, uh, to be an early enrollee. So Howell will obviously have that advantage. But uh, I think Florida State really needs to bring in a second quarterback in this class just because there might only be two on the roster next year, including Sam Howell. The next uh, next question is, any idea what the plan is for special teams in 2019? Because it's bad. Very, very bad. I agree. It is a disaster. It has been a disaster. I will say that it's gotten like better, you know, ish. You know, if we're grading on a curve, it's gotten better. 
but they're still good for one major mistake a uh, one one major mistake a game. So uh, I don't know what the plan is for special teams. I do believe uh, that there will be a new special teams coach in 2019, which means that the special teams will you know could get better depending on you know how good that coach is and how well that coach does. But I, I do believe that there will be a new special teams coach. I don't believe that Alonzo Hampton will be the special teams coach for Florida State in uh, in 2019. Um, <clears throat> the next question is, how ready will the freshman offensive line that recruited in 2018 be to play next season? Uh, which of them do you think has the most upside? I kind of already answered this question. Uh, I believe Jalen Goss is, is the guy... You know, you, you said offensive lineman, um, so I'm not going to talk about offensive tackle. If Christian Meadows can get his shoulder in play, he could start next year. That dude, I loved that kid coming out of high school. He's mean, he's physical, he's nasty. I loved that watching that kid play football. And um, I think that if he's a guy, he's a guy that if he hadn't hurt his shoulder, would probably be starting right now. Um, he came in with a shoulder injury, and they had to get it cleaned up, and he wasn't able to you know, to practice in the spring or practice, you know, in, in the fall, he's, he's, you know, they've, they've had to fix that shoulder injury. So he's a guy that, you know, if he can practice in the spring, if he's healthy enough to practice in the spring, he's a guy that I think could really, um, push for, for a job, a starting job. You know, we don't know the status of Landon Dickerson going forward. We don't know the status of Cole Minshew, you know, Willie, uh, Willie Taggart has been kind of evasive, when asking about that, um, you know, he, he's still saying that, you know, Landon Dickerson probably isn't going to play the rest of the year. He didn't really give an answer on Cole Minchin. We haven't seen him since that neck injury that he suffered um, against NC State. So, like, he hasn't been out to practice. So, you don't know the status of those guys. Uh, you know, Arthur Williams is graduating. Uh, Derek Kelly is graduating. He's playing left tackle. Mike Arnold's back, but that's kind of, you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I I believe that Meadows could be a guy that could, could start and actually play well for Florida State on the interior. I really like that kid. Um and then Jalen Goss, I think that he needs he still needs to add some weight, but I think that he's a guy that could come in and uh maybe play next year depending on how much weight he uh, he adds. But that's that's uh that's that one. Um next question is what do you think the biggest challenges are that Florida State will face against UF. Uh, UF's ability to run the football is going to test Florida State, and Florida and Florida's passing game, Florida's secondary is you know is is very good. They're going to cause some issues for Florida State if DeAndre Francois isn't uh, isn't playing well. They could get some picks, and they've been very opportunistic this year. They've got three interceptions returned for a touchdown. So Florida State's you know going to have to they're get they're going to have to be more disciplined than they have been. They're going to have to not turn the ball over. They're going to need to run the football, and they're going to need to stop the run. Small task, right? Easy to say, not so easy to do. Um, and the final question, so uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have time to talk any, about anything else because this podcast, is uh, the time is winding down. But the last question is the rumblings about Akeem Dent shutting it down, and he likes this. I don't know if he's shutting it down. All I know is that I was told that Akeem Dent isn't going anywhere but Florida State. Uh, when I asked somebody about Alabama, they that person laughed, and this was about a, uh, about two to three weeks ago. Uh, this was after the Clemson game when he visited. Um, so you know, 
I, I've been firmly on board, and I stated on Twitter and on this podcast that I believe Akeem Dent will end up at Florida State, and I firmly believe that now. I firmly believe that then. You know, so that's uh, you know that that's that's where things stand with that. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed answering your questions. We'll do this again. Uh, you know, we'll do this again sometime next week. Uh, you know, talking about maybe we'll talk about how. Uh, how Florida State's going to a bowl game, or we'll talk about, you know, what happens now with Florida State's bowl streak ended. You know, it all depends on what happens against Florida on Saturday. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Seminoles podcast. I'm your host, Wayne McGahee III. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Everybody get fat. Have a great day.